you fantasy hockey picks and bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell here to go over Friday's six game slate. We have, uh, you know, kind of the uh, highs and lows of, of a slate. If you will, we have some, some close games, a lot of pretty big favorites, um, some back-to-backs. We got kind of everything to get to some injuries, some line changes, a lot of things that I think are very, very important to go over on this slate. And I'm excited to cover it because I, I really think there's a, a couple of real nice edge spots here that we're going to get to. Um, I'll definitely be making some bets right here, right now. And I, I don't think I need to waste too much time. I uh, hope everyone's doing well. I know it's crazy out there. So I'm going to focus on the hockey and try to just keep moving along, I guess. So here we go. First game might have some of the biggest news. It's Columbus on a back-to-back at Carolina they're playing and right now as we speak against Florida they're down one to nothing last I checked um Columbus has been a little bit better as of late but they're still uh, overall I'd say bad um you know I, I I don't have a ton of faith in this team uh against Carolina on a back-to-back at all Carolina massive favorites at minus what 330 the puck line minus 115 I think I could get it on um the big news here is that Carolina will be without Tony D'Angelo for the next month. That put Jacob Slavin on the top line, and I did have someone in the Discord ask me what I think this does. Well, what they did in the last game, and of course this was without D'Angelo, was they only, only had the five defensemen. So Slavin, Pesci, and Shea had a ton of minutes. Slavin took the top power play spot with Aho, Spechnikov, Terabine, and Trocek. 29 minutes of Slavin ice time definitely puts him into consideration in DFS. But I really would like to see the ownership because – 5,200 is a, is a pretty steep price to pay for a guy that doesn't have amazing rate stats. This matchup is, you know, could be one where we don't see a ton of shots by Columbus. So we don't have a ton of upside in the blocks getting there. I do like this game though. Um, I think the six and a half is justified and I think it's probably okay to bet, but <clears throat> will Columbus get there on their ability to, to finish? That's kind of the question of keeping this game close enough. So I'd be willing to say that the over-under is just fair, but I almost like the Carolina puck line a little bit more just because I don't have all the faith in the world that Columbus is going to keep finishing at the rate that they're finishing at their shooting percentage, um, you know, as of over the past 10 is uh, 4.5%. And they're not getting an amazing amount of volume, but the expected, like I said, the expected goals are a little bit higher. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just not buying it here. Uh, so on DraftKings, if we're just kind of, I'm just going to go game by game with putting in a couple of notes on DraftKings as well. I will be interested in stacking a little bit of Carolina, but it is expensive. Uh, we're expecting Spechnikov, Aho, Teravainen, which is all power play correlated. So it, it's really easy to feel good about that stack, which we don't always get with Carolina. Um, but it does break the bank and you're going to need to find savings elsewhere. That's easily the best stack in this game. I would be remiss not to mention bringing it back in some capacity, because like I said, the finishing has been that good for Columbus, that Patrick line would be the easiest guy to say, well, 6,500 is a lot, but this guy's scoring like almost no one else is over the past five, you know, multiple, multiple multi-point or multi-goal games, including a hat trick, a two goal night against Toronto. So yeah, you're definitely riding the hot hand here and spending for it. It's going to be hard to get him in with all of that um, Carolina. If you're looking for a punt, I think there's two options. Number one, we don't know the status on Morensky. I'm assuming he'll be out considering he didn't, I don't think he traveled to Florida to play the Panthers. I know he didn't play, but I don't think he even traveled, which <clears throat> would put Volkfist in a much better spot as like a 
GPP upside type of play. Um, you're a floor guy that's getting uh, amazing minutes and, and just a uh, disproportionate amount of blocks is Andrew Peak. He had eight blocks against Toronto. Uh, he hit this blocks bonus in four straight games and he's 3K. So I do think that there's reason to play him. Um, I think if you're not playing any Carolina, you might want to at least consider whoever is in net for Columbus as a contrarian GPP option, because if they do somehow come out here and win this game, it's going to be a 40 save win for the goalie. And that is how you, you know, that's how you set yourself apart in GPPs. If you're playing cash, obviously don't do that. Um, but with all that being said, all the shot props for Carolina are probably in play. Tara Vinen had been on an eight in a row streak before missing the last two. As his price starts to fall, I'm going to get back in on it because he's still a good rate shooter. Spreshnikov has been a guy that I think I, I take as often as possible. Um, and then on the second line, it, it really is hard to hammer down, but you could probably convince me that Trocheck isn't the worst play in the world. The, the, if you get him at two shots, it feels pretty safe. Okay, so game number two. My terrible Buffalo Sabres are going to St. Louis. Um, yeah, it's uh, not great for Buffalo right now. They, they don't play very competitively when the top line doesn't score goals. And, and that is just the way this is going to go for them. Um, they don't have a lot of depth. Most of their team is most certainly AHL quality in the bottom six. And most of their defensemen started in the AHL for a reason this year. They did shuffle the lines around to try to create some offense against Montreal. I think they'll probably go back to Skinner, Thompson, Tuck. We don't know at this point. Middlestead did get bumped up to the top line to play with Tuck and Skinner in the third period and, and some of the second. So, you know, if you're dumpster diving here, I, I like I said, I'm not the biggest believer in St. Louis as a powerhouse team. Um, Casey Middlestead at 2,700 is, is a fair enough play because of the run, because of the skill. Um, you know, if he is playing with the top line, it makes a ton of sense because he can set up guys pretty well. A, definitely a, a guy that has probably underperformed since his rookie pedigree, but obviously I'm a Sabres fan. I'm hoping he comes back. So I don't love stacking Buffalo because they're very expensive. Alex Tuck is 6,900 and Thompson is 65. So if Thompson's off that line, it makes it a bit more affordable with Jeffrey Skinner at 59, but I don't think it's one of my favorites. I do think that you could talk me into any of their shot props. Uh, Alex Tuck is, is very, 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 very skilled. Um, and I don't, you know, he, he hasn't been scoring quite as much, but he has a point per game, uh, actually one more at this point, 21 and 20 games. So you could take a point here. You can take a shot prop. I, I do like his shot prop quite a bit of anyone on the Sabres, especially if Middlestad's on that line. It, it bumps it up even more because Middlestad, even though he has had three in every game since he returned from injury, he's not the best rate shooter in the world and we don't expect him to be. So I like Tucky a bit more in that scenario. <clears throat> on the St. Louis side, where I think more people are going to go to, we're going to have to wait on Brandon Saad. He was sick, so we don't know for sure if he's going to be in or not. He had the empty netter to see, well, one of the empty netters, to seal the game against Philadelphia. He was with O'Reilly and Perron, which was good and all, but he wasn't on any power play, so that doesn't change their power play units if he's out. <clears throat> um, Bustevich, Thomas, Tarasenko, I do think that'll be uh, a popular uh, GPP stack. Tarasenko, very expensive, but I definitely think you could afford to put all three of them together. And... They all play on the power play and they all play together except for Tarasenko. So Bustevich and Thomas are on the Cairo Barbashev bulk and Tarasenko's on the other, which <clears throat> hurts. But, you know, if you think Buffalo is bad, you, you're probably right. And you can definitely get that stack together. With all that being said, uh, 
God, I should probably mention the Lions. That's what I'm here to do. I think that the minus 310 is pretty tough to take and stomach for St. Louis. I don't want to take the puck line either. At the six over is the best way to go about this one. Um, the Sabres have been better expected goals than maybe you'd expect. Um, who's those in net? I assume I'm probably not going to do it just because of that and the Sabres being bad. But if this does get down to five and a half because who's those in net, it starts to drop. The Sabres are probably going to start the Karski, I'm assuming, and he's very bad. So I still think I could talk myself into this game being like a 5-2, 4-2 type of game and getting over the five and a half. So I, I might wait for it and see where it's at. Uh, but I'm not betting anything else here. Just not a lot to, to love in that capacity. So the next game is New Jersey at the Blackhawks. Um, this game is, is one of those near pickums. You know, uh, Blackhawks are favored at home. The Devils are taking it to the Penguins right now. So the line could move. I think this is a good early bet if you like um, the Devils. But if you like the Blackhawks, you might want to wait because if they really take the screws to the Penguins and, and win this one handily, they might get some Vegas swing back in their direction. New Jersey's been a lot better than I think people give them credit for. They returned Dougie Hamilton on Thursday and you know, unless something bad happens, he should be in the lineup again. This game sets up to be, in my eyes, one of the better <clears throat> Corsi expected goals types of matchups on the entire night. Uh, I, I would be remiss not to mention how good Jack Hughes has been. Absolutely dynamite. We are getting new lines in Chicago uh, as well um, as, as New Jersey, really. Uh, Hughes was with Sharon Govich and Mercer, um, Zaka, Kishier, Brat. So pretty formidable top six. And then the Blackhawks ran lines of Debrinket, Kane, and Strom as a top line with Reichel, Hagel, and Kubelik as the second. So a top line is really enticing for, for me um, with the Blackhawks. We should be seeing a bad goalie for New Jersey as they, uh, you know, they don't have a good one right now. Um, so if it's Nico Dawes, I think that would be, um, no, he started Thursday. So it'd be the other, other one here. It would be Giles. Um, yeah, definitely can talk me into Chicago because it's affordable with Strom in the mix. Uh, 4,500 for Strom, 72 for Kane, and 6K for Debrinket. When Debrinket's out there with Kane, I actually like his shot prop a little bit more just because he is, you know, with the, the skill that you want to see around him. And so it's not the shoot that when he doesn't hit a shot prop, it, it's more because he isn't getting enough time, I feel like, with the top end players. Because once you get away from that top six, it is really not good in, in, in uh, Chicago, which is why they're just not really a playoff team. Um, there's not a lot of guys that can set him up and move the puck down the ice and then gain the entry to the zone. And that's what Patrick Kane does so well, is he gains entry. Once he gains entry, he's going to be looking for Debrinkat, which is why they try to get them out there as much as possible. So them getting even more run together actually, in my eyes, boosts Debrinkat a little bit. Uh, I think he's a, a real sharp play, a real sharp bet for his over on his shots. Um, and I could even consider just taking his point prop where it is or goal prop uh, with Kane and, and then that mixed together. Um, but with all that being said, I got to the line early. I think, like I'm saying here, I might consider waiting on this one and betting Chicago last minute. Um, but I like the over six and a half just fine as well. I think that this game sets up to have a lot of goals. Goalies could get in the way of that, but I think the six and a half is actually pretty, pretty good to get over on. Next, we move to the game I'm wearing a jersey for. Uh, I got my Paul Correa uh, Colorado jersey on. Uh, they are home against Winnipeg. Monster favorites. Uh, Winnipeg getting no respect once again. 
minus 300 for Colorado is something I won't be betting personally. And I probably won't take the puck line either. We don't know who's going to be a net for Winnipeg and Hellebuck does make a difference in my eyes. I think he's very, very, very good. He's played well as of late, um, but he did start the past, I believe three, maybe four games for them. So I don't know if he's going to start here or not. Um, they might give him a rest, but he's been absolutely awesome. He hasn't had a game, man, let's look. Uh, yeah, the last game he had that was sub 913 was on the 11th. Um, so he's just been really, really sound in net, uh, which makes me nervous about the over-under. It makes me nervous about betting a puck line. And I, I just don't bet minus 300s. There's no fun in that. If you include it in the parlay, sure, you know, Colorado's at home. But they probably won't have McKinnon. I don't know yet. We have no idea. But I'm not op- overly optimistic he's going to bounce right back in. Um, don't know what the injury is, but it's lower body. It's something that if they don't feel like they need him to go, he won't go. With all that being said, Colorado did beat Detroit without him. They won five to two. They ran 11 and seven. They had Ranton and Landeskog run a ton of minutes. Burakovsky was the five on five line mate and Burakovsky played very well with them. So I imagine he'll stick. Kadri got some run with them as well at times. Um, he just played a ton of minutes at the top power play. The other guy that moved in for McKinnon was JT Comfer, which we're pretty used to. Um, not your rates guy, but a guy that will get net front for them as well. I love Ranton in here. Um, I think that this is a great spot to grab a multi-goal for Branton. And he's been incredibly unlucky. Really, it's not been about the rates with him that have been astronomic, but his expected goals have been really, really good. So I think I'm going to grab multi-goal Branton as a kind of long odds bet because that luck's going to come back for him. Um, and we're, I, I, we're going to see it. Like Landis Cog had it last time. He had the five shots to two goals. Really, really good game from him. It's going to get there for Branton. And, and, and they they really want to, I'm sure, keep, keep him going. Um, he's been awesome for them. So that's really interesting to me the the over-under as I mentioned not going to bet it um I think that this is a great props game though because we should see some good pace at least from Colorado they should have a ton of shots um and I you know we kind of know they're going to come through those top three and Kadri Ranton and and Landeskog are all really good um Kale McCarr has been getting at least when I look around a lot more disrespect as far as points are concerned like you see Rantanen at, you can't get him at a point or half, like over half. You get him at 1.5 for plus, you know, 120. And you have, I've seen Kale McCarr, it was like minus 180 for over a point. And he's 53 and 48. Like that doesn't really add up to me. Just because he's a defenseman, it seems like the books just really underrate him, but he's a defenseman like no one else. So I definitely will be looking at what his point prop is and probably jamming it. Um, I did also do, I think, it, I can't remember the exact, I think it was minus 120. 25 130 for Burakovsky if he's still on that top line absolutely jam his point prop um just because the way I look at it is if you're going to play 17 minutes of ice time with Rantanen and Landeskog it's decently likely you might accidentally get a point and even if you don't mean to that was Darren Helm on the first shift They, they started Darren Helm because uh he was coming back to Detroit or something and he literally just like dropped it to McCarr who did all of the work and got the point so yeah um Kale McCarr, great player. I hope I said, I said McKinnon. I don't know, whatever. Hopefully I said McCarr. Um, really good play in my eyes in, in DraftKings as well, 7,100. Fits in the stack nicely. I think that stack in Colorado is going to be strong, especially if Hellebuck's not in net. If Hellebuck's in net, you're going to have to hope he has one of those bad games he hasn't had lately. 
All right, so moving forward, Vegas at Arizona. This is what I'm going to jam right now is the Vegas puck line plus 105. That just kind of feels like a nice bit of equity. They're minus 260. I'm also probably going to grab that. It is on the road, which is a, maybe a small deterrent, but this Vegas team is starting to figure it out. They played their best game since Eichel came in against San Jose. San Jose gives up a lot of expected goals, but Arizona also gives up a lot of expected goals. Probably shocking to hear. Um, you know, they look like they're coming together. Pacioretty looks a bit back to normal as well, um, which is really, really good to see. He's finally shooting and, and, and finding some success. Pacioretty, Eichel, uh, Stephenson, I, I do think will be at least pretty popular, if not very popular. It doesn't break the bank. Uh, Eichel, Pacioretty, 7K feels really low, and you get a really nice $7,300 uh, play in Stephenson or Stevenson um, that I, I don't know if you're going to find much better than that for a guy at that price range. The only caveat is um, Stephenson is not on the power play with Eichel and Pacioretty. Um, that is with Dadnoff, Roy, and Theodore. But that's okay. I, I mean, you can still play all together um, without any doubt in my mind. I, I will have that stack on Friday. The other stack that you could consider if you're thinking, well, you know what? I'm going to go with something a little more contrarian because that will be piled up on a, a decent bit is Smith, Carlson, Marcia So, the misfit line, um, all power play correlated with Petrangelo banning that point. So with everything I just said, you, all of all six of those guys are in play in any capacity you want to get at. They all have decent to good rate stats. I think Eichel is going to really start to hit those shot props in large quantities, and we're going to be kicking ourselves if we weren't taking him at two and a half. He had his first five shot on goal game, and that is going to continue, I think, here again on Friday. I have no interest in Arizona. I will not play any of them. Um, and that's pretty much it. The only guy worth playing in, in any capacity is Chikrin um, at 5,400, just because he has, you know, double bonus upside on every slate, but I'm not going to bet on it here. So favorite bet of the night is definitely going to include the Vegas puck line. Last, LA at Anaheim. This is a pick right now. And I mean, I know my heart, my mind, and the math point to probably LA, you know, LA is the team to take here. I'm just not going to bet it. Um, I think Anaheim is a, a different team than we've seen in the last 10 when they get, get slapped going and he was in the lineup. He'll be back in the lineup. They got the win at home against San Jose in a game that I really like the pace and the upside in. I like this one again. I think the over five and a half is very, very strong. And I'd rather just bet that at almost the same price, um, bet the over five and a half, bet the goals get there again. And, you know, there, there have not been many players playing better than Ricard Raquel and Victor Arvidsson. They're so freaking good, incredibly talented, and they're definitely the right shooters on their lines. For all of those reasons, I will be trying to get a piece of both of them in lineups, which is not the cheapest on DraftKings. Um, it, it's, you know, if, if you're going to play both of them, you're going to probably have to stack a little bit around them. And that is a bit more than I want to pay. But Arvidsson at 6,300 and oh my gosh, he retells at 4,800. My God, did he fall again? Yeah, he fell again. He fell in price after having a 30 point DraftKings night. Amazing, amazing stuff. His shot prop, incredibly in play, both of them. I will be jamming their shot props. I will be jamming their goals and, and points, just getting all three of them because they are on another planet right now when it comes to expected goals. And, you know, if you have good expected goals, that doesn't mean that you can't get an assist. I, I think that that can be a bit of a misconception. Like, Having a good shot that creates a good rebound does help in that capacity. Um, so it's about making 
getting more expected goals for your line mates as well. Um, so I, I think that they're really, really good plays. So I think that probably covers most of it. Favorite bets of the night, Vegas puck line. Going to grab that right now. Um, feels real, real easy. I, I think that um, I can't put any of the, the player pops right now, so I can't get those early. I think the over in the, the Kings-Ducks game also feels pretty good. Uh, and let me take a look at my sheet. Do I have anything else? Uh, no, I think that's probably it. Just those two are probably the best early bets. And we'll see you tomorrow. Because I do think that Chicago, if we get them at closer to a pick em, it is a better play. Um, that's probably going to do it for me, though. I don't want to take this too, too long. But with all that being said, uh, follow me at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Hopefully you're already following Cecil and um, Jake as well. Uh, they do great, great work on this show. If you have any questions, concerns, you have any, you know, anything, always DM me. I answer everyone that I can possibly get to. Uh, Discord, if you want to get in, just DM me. I'll get you in there. All the lineups. I, I mentioned this before, but, you know, there's just a, you don't have to say a word in this Discord. You could just be a fly on the wall. There's people that post their models, their, you know, different things. And we also have a channel just dedicated to all of the lineups and no, news and notes and all that. So if you want to get into that because you want to stay up to date, definitely jump in. Uh, but I'm DJ Mitchell. Thank you for listening and have a great slate.